Are you ready for a really frank discussion about your undercarriage? Are you ready for some real talk about keeping ourselves, our kids, and our communities safe from sexually transmitted infections? Our featured nonprofit story this month is about Northland Cares, the local HIV, AIDS, and STI education, care, and prevention service. You know, living with HIV, AIDS is vastly different today than it was 20 or 30 years ago. It's no longer a death sentence for people who have access to care, the kind of care they can get at Northland Cares. But people of all walks of life and all ages in our community are still becoming infected with HIV and all the other sexually communicable infections. Northland Cares, fortunately, is showing up every day to provide judgment-free treatment, support, education, and prevention for all of us. Our guest today is Hedda Fay, Community Outreach and Program Manager for Northland Cares. She's an LCNA, she's worked as a case manager in the field since 2018, and she's an excellent educator, as you'll find out. She proves that it's possible to make difficult subjects easy to talk about, and she models how to bring warmth and honesty to a very personal side of healthcare. This is the Prescott Woman Podcast, an audio supplement of Prescott Woman Magazine, and we're your hosts, Kelly Roberge and Charles Matthews. All right, let's, let's get, get local. local. Hello and welcome to the Prescott Woman Podcast. We are here today with Head of Fay from Northland Cares and my trusty. I don't what know. Am, you're not. Am I? You're not my sidekick. <laughs> you you kind of run this joint. I'm not a witch. You're, you're my wife. yeah. You're yeah. my executive producer That's slash right. uh, husband. Yeah, Charles uh, Matthews. Charles Matthews, the infamous Charles Matthews, and Hedda is with Northland Cares, and I was wondering, Hedda, if you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Hi, yes, and thank you for having me today. My name's Hedda Faye. I'm the Community Outreach and Education Program Manager for Northland Cares. I've been with Northland Cares for uh, about four years, on and off. I'm an LCNA, a paralegal, and a certified aromatherapist. All right. But my job is uh, doing sexual health education, outreach, and, you know, making sure we have programs in place to serve our local community. Fantastic. We're so lucky to have you. We're lucky to have you on the podcast and in our community. Thank you. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. So we tend to be curious about our guests as as their younger selves. And a little birdie told me that when you were little, you wanted to be an explorer and an archaeologist and travel the jungles of South America. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that vision looked like? Yes. I was one of those kids that read a lot of books and a lot of science and a lot about dinosaurs and the Mayans. And I I wanted to do that. I wanted to trek through the jungle and find, you know, lost civilizations and artifacts. And of course, as a big Indiana Jones fan, you know, who didn't want to do a little bit of that too, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So I had a just kind of curious whether you, whether or not you see any connection or thread or through line between that desire to explore and engage with mysteries and all that 
with your role as a as a community health educator? Well, you know, it is as far as finding these, you know, different bacteria and viruses in the community and engaging people into, you know, getting connected with health. You know, the STIs can be very hard for people to determine they even have them. You know, for like chlamydia and gonorrhea, it can be asymptomatic and up to 75% of people with vaginas and up to 50% in, you know, people with penises, they're asymptomatic. And some of them like syphilis, which, you know, syphilis is a very dangerous bacteria and Arizona's number one for cases of adult syphilis. And we're number five in the nation for babies born with syphilis. The problem with syphilis is it can look like a lot of different things. Syphilis can attack your brain, your optic nerve, and people can get neuro and ocular syphilis in the very first stage of syphilis. And, you know, if you think about this STI, the first symptom is a very small, painless canker. And, you know, a lot of people associate pain with something wrong with them. And where is this canker going to be? It's going to be in your mouth. It's going to be in your undercarriage or your back carriage. And unless you're checking your undercarriage after you engage in unprotected sex, you're not going to know if you have this. And even if you find something, if it doesn't hurt, you're probably not going to go take care of it. And syphilis can give you meningitis. It can give you dementia. It can make you blind. It can give you permanent brain damage. And while doctors are trying to figure out what's going on, the first thought isn't always, this is syphilis, you know, which requires a blood test. And, you know, last year we had, oh, let me see, 118 babies born with syphilis in Arizona and nine died. And syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia are curable in pregnant people. They're curable for the mother and the baby in vitro. So, so for some reason, pregnant people aren't getting connected with prenatal care. And I don't know why that is. Could it be stigma, judgment? You know, it's not a crime to have an STI and be pregnant, you know, and I don't know if some people are concerned about that. But, you know, these are largely misunderstood and they've been around a long time long time. You know? And and syphilis is eminently treatable and curable. It's curable. Yeah, absolutely. Syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, trichomoniasis, bacterial vaginosis, all curable. Now, the other ones are treatable. HIV, hepatitis C is now curable. Hepatitis B is preventable. There's a vaccine for hep B. There isn't one for hep C. There's a cure for hep C, but there's no cure for hep B. And hepatitis B is an STI. And, you know, it's preventable with the vaccine. Yeah. And you've used, you've used some really important words that I just want to make sure everybody understands. And, and one is STI, because when I was growing up, it had a different Mm -hmm. acronym. And, and let's just talk about what, you know, what each of the, the letters in that acronym mean, because I think it's really important to just get really clear with people. Yeah, so it used to be STD, sexually transmitted disease. Now it's sexually transmitted infection. And, you know, in 10 years, they may be calling it something else, but they all are communicable, 
um, easily spread. You know, for syphilis in the second stage, you get a rash on your body. It could be on your hands. It could be on your feet. It could be on your torso. Nobody thinks those are STIs, right? Because everybody thinks, well, if I had one, it'd be in my privates. No, this rash is going to be on other parts of your body, may or may not be painful, but the rash is contagious. So just just skin to skin contact. It can be. Well, and that's like, you know, the human papillomavirus. If you've ever had a war, there's 200 types of those, you know, about 200 types of human papillomavirus and about 8 to 10 cause cancer. So if you get the HPV vaccine, it doesn't prevent you from getting it because it's simple contact. That's how you get those. It prevents you from getting cancer later in life. Penis cancer, vaginal cancer, vulva cancer, throat cancer, you know, rectal and anus cancer. That's what the vaccine prevents you from getting. You are so good at talking about what is a really difficult subject for a lot of people. I mean, I, I can imagine that... This work is especially challenging because people don't want to talk about it. But what what made you to go into this field? Well, when I was young, you know, full disclosure in my 20s, you know, I, like a lot of people, did not always practice safe sex or use protection, right? I had an STI. It was a curable one. And I had a doctor shave me. I had had my doctor ask me, you know, I didn't know you were this kind of lady. Oh, man. And there's a lot of judgment with STIs that is unfair and unwarranted. You know, I would have those, well, I know I don't have anything conversation. The casual hookup conversation where you're thinking, oh, just because we have this awkward, whatever, you know, discussion about, I don't have anything, you don't have anything, let's hook up without a condom. Well, if it's, you know, asymptomatic in me up to 75% of the time and up to 50% with my partner, we could both have a lot of stuff and not know it. And I had one. And thankfully, it was curable. But that set with me because I, A, never went back to that provider. And it was, I felt embarrassed. I felt bad about myself when really, you know, these viruses and bacterial infections are easily transmitted, just like the flu, just like strep throat, just like other things that we would never shame someone for. And, you know, just like a cold sores, you know, herpes simplex Mm -hmm. one, a lot of people get those. The majority of people that have herpes simplex one got it as a child. And it's not because they were promiscuous, but if you think about it, when somebody has a baby and little kids, they tell them, go kiss your grandma, your aunt. Everybody kisses the baby. Most of those people with HSV one got it as a baby where everybody was kissing them. And, you know, it doesn't show up till later in life when you start having bills and stress. You know, then people can be judgy and it's, you know, they got this as a kid or think about mono, the kissing disease, Mm -hmm. right? Mononucleosis, the Epstein-Barr virus. 
You know, I had that in grade school. <laughs> That's how transmittable some of these are, you know, and even with chlamydia and gonorrhea, if somebody has oral infection, they can transmit it to you kissing you, you know, and they may not know. Well, isn't that like just the dastardly thing of all of these is is you you don't know. And then if you, you know, if you pass it on or you find out you have it, then you got to have the talk with anybody you've been in contact with. And that's fun. Yes. And staff from the health department can assist you in calling for you, you know. So the health department will help you make those calls? Absolutely. Yeah. When we find STIs, HIV, Hep C, any of these other ones in the community, um, we refer people for care, but we also have to report as a communicable disease. And there's actually a report called the CDR, a communicable disease report that we fill out and submit to county health. And county health has well-trained staff, Yavapai County Community Health. They're one of our part community partners. They help people make those calls or call people, you know, because not everyone knows how to say, oh, I have this and you might too now, you know, yay. No, they can call and let people know that they've potentially been exposed and to come in for care. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, HIV, you can have for 10 years before you get a secondary infection that would tip your primary care physician off that you have it. And, you know, everybody thinks you're going to look like you're dying from AIDS, the acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. And no, that's just not true. You know, 85% of new HIV cases in heterosexual cisgender women are from a heterosexual encounter of unprotected sex. Hmm. It's all age groups. You know, the highest age groups for STIs is the 14 to 24. That's nationally, that's how it is. And that's how it is here too, which is why it's important we get into the schools and offer comprehensive sexual health education. You know, they're, they're really not thinking they're going to get any of these. And it happens. You know, there's been outbreaks in other cities. We've been fortunate to not have one here, but it's important to have a good curriculum where we talk about these different risks. Whether parents and people want to admit it or not, their teenagers are exposed to a lot of sex in advertisement, TV, songs. And even though they're surrounded by all of this imagery, advertisement, music, we can't discuss STDs in a public space. Like, that's still somehow frowned upon. And it, it's my understanding, tell me if I'm wrong about this, that that talking about this with young people, that, that good sex education actually serves to have young people put off their first sexual intercourse. Yeah. So people need young people, everybody needs the the education to sort of do some pre some pre-planning around, you know, what mm -hmm. happens when the when the uh, when the front part of the brain gets short circuited by the lower part of our brain, right? Yeah. 
we do a lot of community events and I'll have people that think I'm doing the devil's work. Well, you know, that's not my boss. And I want healthy babies. I want healthy people. And I don't judge people. It's not my job to judge anyone that comes to me for help. My job is to get them help and empower them to have a safe, healthy sex life. You know, it's not to shame anyone, embarrass them. We don't do that. We're not the police. We're not the church. We're a healthcare agency. And that's our focus. You know, Prescott Woman shows its dedication to this community in all the ways. They cover local stories, feature local businesses, honor local leadership, champion local causes, and raise money for local nonprofits. Each issue of the magazine contains gorgeous photography and provides pages and pages of value all for free. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to check out our previous episodes at PrescottWomanPodcast.com. This episode is an extension of a story in the current issue of Prescott Woman Magazine. For more on Northland Cares, pick up the October-November issue available now. This gorgeous lifestyle and business magazine is free at locations all over town. Go to prescottwomanmagazine.com distribution to find the location nearest you or subscribe at prescottwomanmagazine.com to make sure you get your issue as soon as it comes out. Okay, now back to our Frank Talk with Head of Faye. So what kind of programs does Northland Cares have? Uh, you guys do a lot of different things. What are the different programs? So, you know, we started out as a specialty healthcare clinic for people living with HIV. 19 years ago, there were families who had children and adult children that were dying from HIV. And there weren't providers in the area to provide care for them. And there was still a lot of fear, even in the medical community. So the parents got together and formed a group. And we started out by treating patients with HIV. You know, and HIV is still a national, international pandemic. And our goal is to stop it with prevention too. So now we also provide, so we provide specialty healthcare if somebody's living with HIV and our providers are infectious disease specialists who can also be their primary care physician. So they know everything, you know, um, that we need to test people for. So our clients get really a really high level of care. Um, we also provide PEP, which stands for post-exposure prophylaxis, and PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis. As you're both aware, Yavapai County has an opioid epidemic. Mm-hmm. So if so, PEP is uh, post-exposure prophylaxis, is a pill that I have to get to somebody, and that's pill to mouth within 72 hours. And we have it in the office. We have it in our office here and also in Cottonwood. These medications are expensive, so not every pharmacy carries them. So if you have an accidental needle stick, if you have an exposure to HIV that you weren't aware of, if you're a victim of sexual assault of somebody of an unknown status, we want to see you. We want you to call us. We're going to have you come in. We're going to get you started on meds right away. We're going to get you an appointment with our provider, send you for labs, 
and take very good care of you. And the closer to the exposure we can get the meds to you, the more effective it is. You know, pet medication stops the virus from entering and taking over your immune system by taking over your CD4, your T cells. So we need to get it to somebody within 72 hours, which is a short window. Mm-hmm. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. So if you are somebody, say you're a person who injects drugs, you're a sex worker, you're somebody with multiple partners and you don't like protection, or you have a lot of sex and you just don't like protection. This is a pill that if we can get it to you and you take it every day, it will prevent you from getting HIV. Now for receptive anal sex, you have to take it at least seven days to have enough medication for protection. For receptive vaginal sex or IV drug use, you have to take it for 21 days. Now with the PEP, I wanna go back to that. Um, It's a medication you take every day for 28 days and it will stop you from getting HIV. Wow. It's a game changer. Yeah. And we have the technology You know, we have really great medications now. So if we can get a person who's HIV positive to have an undetectable viral load, that means we can't detect the virus in their blood, they can't transmit it to anyone. So if you ever see the U equals U stickers around, that stands for undetectable equals untransmittable. And we have a lot of... um, People who are in what we call serodiscordant couples. One person's HIV positive and their partner's HIV negative. And they're able to stay that way for decades. That's great. That's such a change. You know, mm-hmm. Kelly and I were both, you know, just beginning to be sexually active kind of right at the beginning of the AIDS crisis, HIV crisis. And, you know, I didn't lose any friends directly, but I had friends who lost a bunch of friends Mm -hmm. and it it was bleak. It was incredibly bleak. And uh, these medicines have really turned it around. Oh, they have. I mean, think about 30 years ago, if you were given an HIV diagnosis, you were going to die. And not in a, and and not in a nice, not in a terrible way. way. No. And the meds caused horrible side effects. I mean, people really don't know the suffering HIV patients have gone through um, and we're, we're finally at a place where we have meds, where it's one pill a day, and there aren't these hor- you know, horrible side effects. You know, I mean, there were meds that caused people to have terrible nightmares, um, other, that damaged other parts of their body, you know, but kept HIV kind of in check. You know, now we have some really good, smart medications with very little side effects. They're highly effective. And we see people go from being, you know, ill to being, you know, not. You do not have to die from AIDS today if you have HIV. HIV is not a death sentence. Not here. You know, in other parts of the country or world where people don't have access to these resources, it is still a death sentence and it is still a problem we all need to care about. But here, where we are, luckily, It's not. And we really want people to come in for a test if they're afraid, especially if you're afraid you might have HIV. Please don't be. 
please come in and get a test. They're free. They take 20 minutes. Wow. It's a prick on your finger. It's two drops of blood. And if you have it, we started a program here called the Fast Track. Um, which means like tomorrow I'm going to be in Ash Fork doing testing at the Apothecary's Health Fair. If I find anyone who's HIV positive tomorrow and they allow me, I'm going to get them on meds tomorrow. And we're going to give them an appointment. We're going to send them for labs, but they start their meds tomorrow. So we can stop HIV in real time when we find it in the community. That's amazing. Wow. Because wow. I remember, you know, back in my 20s getting getting AIDS tests and, you know, we had to wait days. And, it, it, I, you know, happily, I was never positive. But but that waiting time was scary. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we we the fast track means we start you on meds now so we can start stopping the virus in your body today. We could start locking it down, you know, getting rid of all of its copies, bringing your viral load down, getting your CD4 back up. You know, we don't want to wait because every minute it's in your body, it can be negatively affecting your entire immune system. And with things like COVID and other things out there right now, we really can't, you know, we don't, we just need to start stopping it as soon as we find it. I hope everybody listening to this passes this mm -hmm. news on because I know that, you know, you talked about stigma and shame earlier. One of the, you know, some of the shame that holds people back or used to hold people back, even from getting tested was like, mm -hmm. well, I don't really want to get tested because I don't really want to know. Right. That's just bad news. Yeah. I but, can't handle the truth. Right. Yeah. Right. Or what is my family going to say? Are they going to stop loving me? Are they going to judge me? You know, it's 2021 and we still host testing events where people will come up and say, well, I don't need an HIV test. I'm not gay. You know, this is not a gay virus. It's an equal opportunist. Okay. It likes everybody, every age, every ethnicity, every gender everybody, you know, socioeconomics, that is irrelevant to HIV and all of these STIs. They don't care. You know, they're not gay and they don't target certain people. Right. Is, is the rate of HIV infection still pretty bad in retirement communities like it was there for a while? Or are they getting some education around that? Well, you know, part of the STI issue with our, you know, folks in our and older is they don't think it's going to happen to them. It's almost like mm -hmm. they're back to being teenagers. I have, you know, women friends that are, you know, divorced and they're back in the dating game. And when I give them a package of, you know, female condoms, dental dams, condoms, and lube, I've had some of my friends, these are educated women, say, I don't need that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know, because you can't look at a person and tell if they have it. And even they may not know they have it. You know, I don't know why sometimes somebody has, you know, uncomfortable when they urinate or have an orgasm or have terrible pain and gas, depending on where it is or their breath. 
and the others have no symptoms. You know, I don't know why that is, but that is the na- nature of these beasts. It truly, truly is. So get yourself armed with knowledge and reduce your own shame and stigma inside. And I'm guessing when people come to see you at Northland Cares or, or at one of your remote clinics, that they experience a very different kind of response than you experienced when you were a teenager. I certainly hope so. And, you know, as a teenager, I didn't think lightning could strike twice and I got a second one. So, you know, that, I mean, but then I learned, right? Then I was like, oh, Um, and that one was curable too. It's, It's one of those things, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. You know, you wouldn't judge somebody for getting strep throat or mono, right? Or... I don't know, COVID, you know, it's, it's something that any of us could get depending on the circumstances. And some of those circumstances may be beyond our control. You know, when the doctor said that to me, I could have been sexually assaulted. He didn't know, you know, but it was a judgment statement. And some of our patients, you know, and this is 2021, still have people, even in the medical community, that won't treat them because they're HIV positive. So again, addressing, just addressing the audience, you know, it's like, if you're listening to this, we hope you're still listening. We hope you were courageous enough to, mm-hmm. to listen to all of this really frank, really important information. And if, you know, and if judgment is coming up or if questions are coming up, we just encourage everybody who's listening to to just breathe into that and, you know, notice that you feel some judgment. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Just notice it and, and let that go a little bit. Let that go a little bit so we can all take better care of one another in this community because it doesn't just affect them, right? Diseases in the community. We know this now from COVID, right? right. It doesn't just affect those other people. Right. It affects all of us, even if we mm-hmm. don't get infected. Right. You may not know who's who has one of these or who has had. And if you make a comment, it can affect, you know, how you're viewed by people. And somebody may be like, you know what? I just can't trust them. Mm. You know, or, you know, say they have a loved one who has HIV and they hear you make some disparaging comments or, you know, something judgmental. We have to think beyond ourselves as neighbors in this community. You know, one of the things I like about living up here, and I lived in Phoenix for over 20 years, is that as a smaller community, we can care about each other. You know, it's nice to see your friends at the grocery store. It's nice to, you know, have that closeness, even if it's just running into people and, you know, because we're all busy. It's nice having that. And think about what you say you know, to people and about these things. And if you have questions or you're afraid and part of your fear is you don't know, call me, email me. I'm here to educate anyone in this community, connect them with resources. I mail condoms out. I have a condom station at Prescott College. I'll be installing one at Embry-Riddle next week when we do a testing event there you know if you're a place of business and you want to do testing we'll come out and do testing we can do an hiv sti education we also have an sti jeopardy game after we go through the powerpoint just to make it fun 
Well, I just have to say to the audience that there's nobody I've ever met that's easier to talk to than Hedda. So give her a call if you have questions or want to set up an event somewhere. Yes, call me or email me. We have a website and we have a Facebook page. You can message me. Great. Yeah, you can get to her in all the ways. Hedda, you've covered so much territory and and with such passion and clarity. And I just want to ask you, you know, what's what's the number one thing? If you can distill it down, what's the number one thing you want our listeners to take away from this conversation about STIs, HIV, and and community health? I want I want people to know it's okay to not know, but if you don't ask like please ask please reach out to us if you have concerns if you don't know how to talk to your kids about these things we're here to assist you don't let fear of the unknown prevent you from getting help and don't let fear of you know you might have something stop you from coming in we're here for you we're here to support you any way we can without judgment, <laughs> you know? So there's no more excuses. The nicest people on the planet want to help you with this stuff. We do. We really do. We have PEP and PREP navigators designated to walk you through the process. If you have no insurance, we can help you. If you have not enough insurance, we can help you. Whether you're documented, undocumented, I look, we want to help you. And that's the other thing. You know, if somebody's here and they're not documented and they need prenatal care, reproductive health, they can go to Yavapai County Community Health Services. They help people on a sliding fee scale as well. If you can't come here, you know, there's a lot of resources. We started a group, what call, we call ourselves the Prevention Patrol because we do prevention and harm reduction, but it's Northland Cares, YCCHS, it's Norn Prevention. So we also partner with the Safe Syringe Program. And, you know, now it's legal to have Safe Syringe Program volunteers. And, you know, that's another misunderstood thing, but they really keep those needles out of our parks, out of our forests, out of our waterways. And, you know, when one in three law enforcement officers are estimated to get a needle stick in their lifetime of their career, these guys reduce that by like 66%. That's great. That's great. Hedda, how can folks access your services and or get involved with Northland Cares? What's, do they go to the website? Do they call you? Are there volunteer opportunities? We love volunteers. Yes, we need volunteers. We have uh, application people can get from us, go to our website, www.ithinknorthlandcares.org. You can call us if you live in Prescott, 928-776-4612. If you're in the Verde, it's 928-649-0833. You can reach me at uh, fay.h at northlandcares.org. That's fay.h for Hedda at northlandcares.org if you have questions. Um, We are going to start a new program I am excited about is, and we're starting it in November. Pretty soon there's going to be a page on our website where you can go and request an at-home full panel STI kit. We'll mail it to your home or office. 
where you're going to be pricking your finger and putting blood on a dried blood card. We work with a lab. It's one of the only labs that has the dried blood and dried blood plasma technology. They're the only lab in the world with the HCV RNA. And um, you can do a full panel. We'll test you for HIV, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis from the privacy of your own home. And if you're reactive or positive, we will call you in and get you connected with treatment. What a service. What a service. Mm. What, a, what an intervention. That's, I just mm-hmm. feel so hopeful that, that uh, people have access to that. That's fantastic. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that sounds like an amazing addition to your array of services. Thank you so much, Hedda, for the the love that you have for this community, for the great work that you're doing, for the hope that you're delivering in, you know, bucket loads. Uh, thank you for being with us today and sharing this great information. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I, you know, thank you both so much. This is my first podcast, so. Nailed it. You bet. You bet. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Wow-wee, I learned a lot in that conversation. Hedda is amazingly easy to talk to. She has zero weirdness about sex stuff and undercarriage stuff and is so calm in the face of all the swirling emotion and fear and judgment that surrounds these issues for so many people. And she really knows her material. I am super impressed and comforted that we have such awesome people doing this work, this important, important work in our community. But if I took anything from our talk, it's to not be cavalier about contagion. It's easy to think back to my younger days and see how foolish I could be and how really lucky I was in thinking it couldn't happen to me. But even we old timers fall prey to that thinking and apparently we shouldn't. So be safe out there, everybody. Arm yourselves with good education, good information and take proper precautions and stay well. Go to NorthlandCares.org to find out more about HIV and STI testing and prevention, HIV information, and the PEP and PrEP program that Hedda talked about. If you have questions or need help, please reach out to them. They are definitely there for you. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast and to Prescott Women Magazine so you never miss a moment of local goodness. Thank you so much for listening. The Prescott Woman Podcast is produced by Rocket Feather Creative.